Welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Beck, certified nutrition coach, certified macro coach, and certified DNA fitness coach. In this podcast, you'll learn how to squash your food cravings along with practical nutrition strategies you can use to see physical and mental transformations with your health and wellness. Let's get started. Hey, 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 welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Beck, and today we get all into the discussion about calories in versus calories out. And this is part two of a series and why it really doesn't just come down to those numbers. We wish it did, but it does not, especially if you're over the age of 40. If you did not check out part one, I highly suggest to go back and do that after this one. It doesn't have to be in order, um, but it definitely will give you some more context of what we are talking about today. So today we're talking about, again, the energy balance, and we're going to talk about things that factor the energy in, and we're also going to be talking about things that factor into the energy out equation and why it's not, like I said, black and white and just clear cut. So two things that we're going to be talking about are appetite, your appetite specifically, and that definitely factors in and influences the energy in. And then we're going to also be talking about the metabolization of food and how that factors into the energy out equation. Okay, so let's talk about your appetite. So appetite obviously is when we are hungry, right? We are, Our body is telling us we have a hormone that alerts our body, it's time to eat, okay? And we also have a hormone that tells our body we are full, okay? So those are two hormones. We're not gonna get into the techie part of it, but there's two hormones there that are telling you, I'm hungry, I'm full, okay? So the problem comes into place with appetite when, again, we fall into genetics. And there is a gene that people may have that actually misfires with this cueing system. So we do not, if we have this genetic disposition, we do not feel full like someone else may feel full. We don't have that connection with our brain that says, you know what, I'm done, I'm done eating. And when we go into any type of diet, it's important to try and think about eating till you're 80% full, not 100%, not stuffed, about 80% full and then kind of like pushing the plate away. But if we have this gene and we have this disconnect or this dis- misfiring with these hormones, then we really are going to struggle with A, doing that 80% fullness or B, just being able to realize that I'm, I'm no longer hungry and I need to stop eating. And that also falls into that mindless eating. So if we're walking around and we're eating and we're not hungry and that cueing system and those hormones aren't firing correctly, telling us we're hungry and we're just going through the motions of eating, that is definitely impacting A, our appetite 
We can be eating things that are higher fat, higher processed, more sugar, which then kicks up the blood sugar level. And about maybe 30 minutes later, we're hungry again, okay? It's, it's interrupting and affecting those hormones, all right? So it's not just really a black and white thing when we go to say calories in versus calories out because we do have some of these or possibly have some of these hormonal disruptions that are part of our genes and our genetics. And we also can have just the habit of mindlessly walking around and eating. Okay. So that again, yes, it's affecting the energy in one, like I said, is a genetic disposition that we, we need to realize, understand, and then learn to do some strategies to support that if you have that specific genotype. And the other is just really starting to understand about being mindful when we're eating and some mindful strategies that you can use to help you realize that I am walking around and eating and I'm not even hungry. Okay. So one is more of a mindless thing that you're doing. And one is more of a genetic disposition that's causing that increase with appetite, or you just don't have the sadie or you don't feel that fullness. Okay. So that's one way that the energy balance can be disrupted. Even if I say, Hey, you're only supposed to eat 1400 calories. That may be a struggle, okay? And not because you can't do it. It's just that you have the awareness around that may be difficult. That's where coaching and support and possibly genetic testing can come in and help you figure out some strategies or things to do so that you can get that under control. Okay, so that's the appetite. The second thing is it does affect your appetite too, is sleep, Okay, sleep can actually disrupt, like I said, those hormones that you have that trigger I'm hungry or I'm full. If you are not getting adequate sleep, you will definitely have, and it's and it's a prolonged type of thing, like, you know, one night, maybe one night, you know, okay. But if it's one night, you're not getting enough sleep. The next night, you're not getting enough sleep. The third night, you're not getting enough sleep. Okay, this is a constant thing. This can definitely be, again, causing a misfiring with those hormones. So just think, like, if you, if you ever had a, a night where you didn't sleep well, you get out of bed, the alarm clock goes off, you got to go to work, whatever it may be, um, kids are up what, you know, may have you and you have to get your day going. Did you ever notice that you tend to eat more food that day? I really want you to think about this. You tend to eat more food. You tend to eat, maybe you might be craving more sugary things. You may be craving more high fatty foods, whatever it may be, but sleep definitely disrupts the hormones. So you really want to try and get an adequate amount of sleep in seven to eight hours is perfect. Okay. If you can seven to eight um, is the recommended time, amount of sleep. All right, the next thing I want to talk about, so that was influencing you know, your appetite and sleep. That's influencing, again, energy in. Let's talk about the energy out equation, okay? And this is when we talk about the thermal effect of eating, or I like to say that the thermal effect of food. There's a lot of different acronyms for that, okay? But in theory, and it's not really theory, it's, it's actually facts, you will burn food, your metabolism, you will burn food by the different macros that you are putting in. And you will allow, your body will actually burn, not allow, your body will 
burn more food when you eat specific macros. So you want to take that into consideration. So when you when you're on a diet and you are eating appropriately with those macros, if you are eating specific macros that increase the metabolic rate, your metabolism, you're going to be burning more calories. That's affecting that energy out equation, okay? So this is a good thing, okay? So you wanna try and think about that. This is why I always tell women that it's not about just your end calories, that it's about the macros. You wanna get the macros straight. So protein, 25% more, okay, if you eat protein, just by eating protein, your body burns 25% more calories. Did you ever get the, the meat sweats? <laughs> I like to call it the meat sweats. You will eat some type of protein and maybe now as women in our age group, we might just be sweating all the time, but, at some, but I want you to think about this. After you eat a higher protein type meal, you may start to sweat a little bit more, okay? That's what we call like the meat sweats. Your body is revving up. Your metabolism is revving up. That's why it's so important to get your protein numbers hit. Find out what your protein number is. Hit the protein number. If out of any of the macros, you want to hit the protein number. Now, I'm not saying go over the protein number, or eat an abundance of protein. Now, there are some people that are genetically, again, prone to actually being able to lose weight more. They can take advantage of this, and it affects them more so than someone that doesn't have the specific genotype to eat more protein, okay? Protein is is super important. You want to get it in. You want to get it in at every meal, and you want to try and make sure that you know what that number is and stick to it by doing some type of tracking. Okay, whether you're using your hand port, your hand size, a, a tracking device like My Fitness Pal, or you're just doing like a checklist. I like to do different things with my clients because not everybody likes the same thing. One's lifestyle is different. There's so many different ways to be able to track. So I know a lot of people just like to poo-poo tracking and like, oh, I can't track. I don't want to do tracking. I don't want to be put. There are so many different ways to get tracking accomplished. And, um, you know, if you're interested in that, talk, you know, send me a message and let's talk. Okay. So get your protein numbers in. Protein helps the whole energy out equation. Okay. Eating more protein. That's part of the thermal effect of eating. The other food that revs up your metabolism, ladies, which many women do not take advantage of. And it is detrimental as we age to not eat this macro is our carbohydrates. Carbohydrates, about 10 to 15% not as much as protein, but about 10 to 15% will increase your metabolism, will affect that metabolic rate, will affect the energy out equation. You want to make sure that you're eating carbohydrates. Now, when I say eating carbohydrates, there are some that are better than others. And that's just the facts, Jack. Okay. There's just the facts. There are some that are better than others. And, and, you know, when people are like saying, don't put food in categories, good or bad. Well, I'm sorry. There are some foods that are better and that's just the way it is for your body. And so the ones that you want to think about are five, the five, because you're not absorbing all those calories too, when you're eating foods like fiber. And I talked about that in my first part of this. So go back and listen to that. 
But when we talk about carbohydrates, you want to make sure you're eating, you're not eating the simple carbs, you know, that are going to kick it up your blood sugar level. Those would be from the processed foods, but the ones, fruits, grains, vegetables, things like that, okay? So get those carbohydrates in and take advantage of the thermal effect of food. That's why it's so important too that we're not just always eating at a low calorie level. When we are dieting, you want to diet, you want to drop into a calorie range, and then you want to come out of it. You don't want to stay in a low calorie diet forever. And what I like to do for the women that I work with is I want to try to get them to lose weight on the highest amount of calories possible. Okay, and that includes making sure that their macros are balanced. Now, if they get the genetic testing done, bam, even better, then I really can customize their plan and get them going a lot faster than if they don't have the genetic profile, okay? But you want to try to make sure that you're losing weight on the most calories possible, okay? And then if not, we make adjustments and that's just the way it goes, okay? So those are, that's really it for today. I want to try and and keep it a little shorter, but that's it. So those are the two other things or kind of three that I touched on and I'm going to just recap it that really affect the energy balance with this calories in, calories out. One again is your appetite. Not everyone's appetite is the same. Some people may be taking in more food unknowingly too when they're tracking, taking in. That's why tracking is so important. You might think like you're really hitting these these numbers, but you're really, really not. A lot of times that is a, a big um not a big issue, but when I'm when I look at logs and things like that, and people don't think that they're they're not losing weight because the energy balance is off. It's not always off. It's just that we're not documenting what we're really eating, okay? And we're eating more than we really think we're consuming. But the appetite equation is the appetite factor is huge. And it's an indicator of whether or not you can, you know, stick to those numbers. And we, and when I'm working with women, again, I have to make sure, A, if they genetically have a disposition to do some overeating, and B, if they just have a habit of being mindless with their eating, okay? So all of that has to do, that's really where a lot of good coaching comes into place to help with that appetite suppression, natural suppression, talking about strategies to move through it, okay? Especially if you have that genetic disconnect. And sleep and how sleep can definitely interfere with those hormones causing you to overeat or increase the appetite, okay? The other thing too is, again, so that was the energy in, and then we talked about that energy out, which was the thermal effect of eating or the thermal effect of food. Okay, you want to make sure that you are hitting those macros. You want to make sure that you're getting your protein in. Don't cheat the carbs, and you have to get fat in, ladies, because it's important to certain vitamins that you may not be able to absorb without those essential fatty acids that we we need in our bodies, okay? So you want to hit those good fats, but they really don't affect the the thermal effect of eating. It's just the protein and the carbohydrates, okay? But you do need those fats. All right, so I am going to put a little plug in for my program that's starting... 911 the damn I'm worth it method that is my signature program that's pretty much what I put all women through and it really is kicking off August 1st because this part of this 8 week program requires your genetic 
test. So this time around in this eight-week program, I am requiring that you get the genetic test and that I have that for your ability to plan your wellness and weight loss program. It is amazing. You get so much information on um, your macros, your calories, your metabolism, your weight loss tendencies, any type of food allergies. Um, we talk. It also talks about cravings or sadie if you have this disconnect with your appetite. And then it gets into a whole host of things with your exercise and the best type of exercise for you, how long you should do between cardio and strength. Talks about your insulin sensitivity levels and glucose and all of those things. And then we finish off with that testing with vitamins that you may actually not be getting in or have a possibility of a deficiency that is super important so that you can, again, become more proactive and not reactive. And you can take this panel that you may be lacking to your doctor and get some um, blood testing to see what you need to do there. But all of that I use, all that information I use to create a customized wellness plan for you that includes a kick-ass meal plan that you can customize, okay? So we, we work on this together, but you can customize it as well. And all the things, like if you have specific vitamins that you may be deficient in, I include those into the meal plan. Your macros are customized based on your genetics, your calories, and your workouts as well. So it is a complete blueprint to weight loss for you. And I can really cut down the time it takes for you to see results. That's why this, this is only eight weeks weeks. I'm looking for women that have 10 pounds or, you know, I'm trying to say about 10 pounds because it's an eight week program. You may have more to lose, but I'm looking for a 10 pound range. And you must be someone that's over the age of 45 that has dieted frequently in the past. Okay. So those are the requirements for this program. It is eight weeks. We, I, I need the um, definites like I am in by August 1st because I have to get the DNA test results out to you. It takes about three to four weeks to get those results back. We need to be rocking and rolling by September 11th, okay? So I can give you a ton more details about that. Um, you can go to my Instagram at peaches for you There is a sign-up link there just to sign up and say that you're interested. And then I am getting on 15-minute consult calls with people to discuss this program and make sure that you are a good fit for it, okay? It is a small group program. There's one-on-one -on -one in here, um, work together. So we work on all of these other things like strategies to help you support you and tweak the program along the way if we need to okay all right guys so that is it for me i hope you enjoyed this again um, if you did leave me a comment and it will only take you literally one second to hit a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends on social and don't forget to tag me all right have a great rest of your day, guys, and see you on the next one.